Jerusalem uh, when we go to eat barbecue together. We're going to tell our stories of what God has done. And it's going to give glory to God. And it gives us such joy. So that's what we're going to do this morning. So we have a mic set up here and, and here. And let me just give a couple of instructions. If you'd like to share something so that all of us can hear, if you would come to a microphone and face this way, if you would, just face the front um, and, and tell your story, share what you would like uh, to share. Um, and if you need to confess a sin, it might be good to come to uh, an elder or me, or one of the, the staff uh, first. I was in a service one time like this where a girl, young college student, came to the front and said, I need to tell you that I've been sexually immoral with Eric right there. Uh, it took weeks to clean up after that. <laughs> so if you've got something to confess about someone else, then it might be good to go to that person first or to share with us, because what we want to do is we want to encourage each other. We want this to be the body building itself up in love. Uh, so the mic are here. Come to a mic, and, and if you can, be brief. We're not shutting anyone down, but we want to respect that, that some of us will want to have an opportunity to come share. So uh, briefly share as, as briefly as you can. So th this is your turn, and I invite someone, anyone, to come. Good morning, everyone. Probably the most significant um, thing that the Lord impressed on me over these 21 days is how I approach him. Um, and it's way too easy to approach the Lord in my own power and forgetting that just being in his presence without the covering of the blood of Jesus, I would be consumed. And so that's, that's the first thing that, that was impressed on me, the fact that I have to be honest. And it's not for God's sake. It's not like he doesn't already know me. <laughs> but I have to put myself in a position to be real. Um, so that was kind of the first one. The second one was... Uh, and, and this is, I can, I owe this to the book of Psalms, but it's okay to ask God to demonstrate his power. You know, we live in a, we're, we're part of a community that's primarily a evangelical, non-charismatic, so on and so forth. And there's sometimes this attitude of being afraid of the Holy Spirit <laughs> or being, not crossing a certain line or whatever. But David and the Psalm writers begged the Lord to demonstrate his power. And God is there and prepared to do so. He did so in raising Christ from the dead. And that was the whole point, is that Jesus said he would die and be raised. And it's easy for anyone to say that, but for him to actually then be raised, that was the miracle that proved him to be who he said he was. And then lastly, during this 21 days, God led me to two different books the first one was uh, Seeking Allah, Finding Christ, Nabil Qureshi, and a tremendous testimony of a man who grew up in a devout Muslim family and the transformation that occurred over 
four years. So the challenge to me, and I think the challenge to us is, are we connected deeply enough to the people around us that they're willing to be honest with us and with themselves enough to search for answers for the truth and to find them. And finally, the last book. And this book was mentioned to me years ago, and just the title of it scared me off. And I never read it until these last 21 days. Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. And it sounds like one of those, you know, charismatic books, doesn't it? <laughs> fresh, because I always avoid rivers and fire and flowing and all that stuff, right? Uh, but I strongly encourage you to read this book. This is written by Jim Simbala, who is the pastor of uh, Brooklyn Tabernacle. And this is, this is not a charismatic person, and that's not what this book is about. I wish I'd known that so long ago. Um, let, let me just, I want to read, I know I'm being a little bit long, Sam, but I'm sorry, but I figured that would give people a chance to start coming up. Um, and, and by the way, the reason I read it is because Jim, I'm Sam mentioned it. Uh, I don't know if it was in the service or in one of the other meetings, but um, it's a story of brokenness, weakness, desperateness, and dependence on a struggling inner city church in New York City. It's the story of God calling the church to pray. It's the story of all that happened as a result of becoming a church devoted to prayer. It is the story of transformed lives and the power of Christ. It is difficult for churches and Christians in the United States to realize how desperate we are for a mighty work of God in our midst. We do not live in a land of intense persecution. We do not face life and death situations. Most of us do not struggle with dire poverty. It's all too easy to rely on our own resources and upon the resources of others. That is our loss. For when we realize our desperateness before God, when we realize how much we all need God, then we begin calling out to God in fervent prayer and God will pour out his presence and power among us. Let me say that we didn't hear what you said about coming on up to the mics. So uh, while someone is speaking, if you'd like to come to another mic or just form a line here, I think that will facilitate the fact that as many of us as possible want to share uh, can do that. So come right on up, Jira. I just wanted to share um, the way the Lord answered so many prayers. Oh, thanks, Chuck. Um, while my dad was sick, at the very beginning of our um, 21 days is when my dad got the diagnosis of the, double, um, the COVID pneumonia. And I have to be very honest, I was very scared. I was very, very scared. Um, my small group, praying and praying. Transition team, praying. Um, the Lord has been so gracious, and he didn't go to the hospital. He's been on oxygen, and he is doing well. So thank you, thank you. Um, even a recent prayer um, answer is going in a transition team on Tuesday night. Got the text from my friend, her daughter, she and her daughter are coming out for Heritage. Got a text and said, okay, they canceled our flight, we're not coming, um, weather problems. So I texted my small group, literally, as I was walking in a transition team, I said, girls, please pray. We, you know, she's coming for Heritage, please pray. I came out on a transition team meeting, she texted me to say, okay, I'm coming tomorrow instead. Praise God. They made it a day early instead of a day late because everything was shut down. So um, the Lord has been amazing in um, answering those prayers. Y'all, if you don't have a small group, you got to get one because your small group is going to walk through life with you, and they're going to pray with you, and they're going to just do life with you. So if you don't get a small group, I highly recommend it. Amen. <clears throat> 
Good morning, church. My name's Taylor Mobley. I'm one of the leaders here in the college ministry at FBC. And Colossians 4.2 says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And I feel like that's really what I've been doing during this 21 days of prayer is just watching what God is doing and being thankful. Some of you may have seen that I put out a request through the prayer guide that more college students would connect to one another at FBC and just connect to our church in general. And so I just wanna thank you as a church for praying for that. And I wanna thank Jesus for his faithfulness to answer that prayer. First, we had our first college lunch of the semester last Sunday, and we had 40 students who came out and enjoyed a wonderful meal that many people in our church prepared. Certainly, I celebrate the wonderful time that we had eating lots of great tacos and beans and rice and things of that nature. But even more than that, I really celebrate the fact that there were dozens of students who were able to connect to one another during that time. And many students that I hadn't met before that I got to have conversations with and get their contact information so I could follow up with them. But also, I'm very thankful. I, I get the opportunity to help lead the college life group as well. And one of our issues is that we had had just kind of some up and down numbers with that recently. And not that it's all about the numbers, but again, we just wanted to see more students connect. And so through your prayers, I believe that this happened, that the Lord led us this past week to change our meeting time from 9 a.m. to 9.30, just to give people a little bit more time to sleep. And we got the word out about that, and we had several more students show up this morning. We, we had 11 students come, and we were very blessed by that in discussion over Matthew chapter 3. And so I would just really encourage you, if you're a college student here, come and join us during that time, because you have a church family that's praying for you, that loves you, and that wants to bless you. And we also, we just have some uh, wonderful, delicious donuts during that time. But uh, even more than that, like I said, we have some other college students who want to connect with you and love on you. And we have a God who wants to use that time to continue the process of sanctifying you and transforming your life. So thank you, church family, for praying for this. And thank you, Jesus, for being faithful to answer the cries of your people. Amen. 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 My name is Ellie Taylor. When I was in my young 20s, I was engaged to a man who physically and mentally abused me. It killed my spirit. It gave me depression. For years, I've tried to find a church, and I finally found a church to help me grow and with people who love me. And I did try to kill myself. When I found out my sister-in-law was pregnant with my nephew Jackson. It's the day I had reason to live. For 13, Jackson is now 13 years old. I have not tried to kill myself in 13 years. Thank you for helping me live for other people. Because if you can't live for yourself, you must live for other people and you must have Christ in your heart or you will be dead for all eternity. So thank you. All the nice people who have said, who have said to me a small group, all the nice people have introduced themselves here to this church for helping me live, and God bless. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Good morning. My name is Karen Myers, and a lot of you probably do not know me. We have just recently moved to Longview, and I have started attending regularly here at FBC. But I did participate in the 21 days of prayer. And um, I would like to say what the Lord revealed to me is the word steadfast. I want you all to think about that word for a minute. Think about all the synonyms, synonyms, is that how you say it? <laughs> that, that go with that. When you think of the word steadfast, think of the other words that come, mean things to you. And I think, too, that I found a very peaceful time during, our, during the hour I prayed. It was a very time, a good time of peace. And I had an awesome person before me that, that texted me to remind me to do it. Um, who Kim, I think is how you say his name. He was a very encouraging person. And I always look forward to every Monday morning getting that word of encouragement. So it was really a good thing. So I, um, I'm still getting to meet a lot of you. So if you don't know who I am, you know, we'll be around for a while. But anyway, he, the, God did, like I said, reveal to me this word steadfast. And this morning when I was reading um, my devotional, I came across this. It says, come to me and rest. I am around you to bless and restore. Breathe me in what in, in with each breath. The way just ahead of you is very steep. Slow down and cling tightly to my hand. I am teaching you a difficult lesson learned only by hardship. Lift up, lift up empty hands of faith to receive my precious presence. Light, life, joy, and peace flow fee freely through this gift. When your focus turns away from me, you grasp for other things. You drop the flowing gift of my presence as you reach for lifeless ashes. I said when the worship team did that song, it kind of all fit in. But it says, return to me again in my presence. So it's just, it was just, when I read that this morning, I said, okay, Lord, I can share that too. So um, I just want to let you know it was a very awesome and very um, endearing uh, event for me. And I thank you all for letting me participate. Yeah. Hello, we're John and Casey Young, and I just want to thank you all so much for your prayers. I had put in a request um, that involved, I had been sick, and I had just no energy at all, and it was a very, like, debilitating, almost just sleepiness. I have three little kids at home, and my husband works really long hours, and he was working every weekend, and I had prayed every day, of course, um, on my own, but I didn't want to put a request out there, and it was the night that I did, I had just been dealing with it for a week, um, and I finally was like, well, this is my last resort, that's kind of how I came to it, and the very next day was the first day that I didn't doze off and wake up like, oh my gosh, where are my children at, so that it was just amazing to me to see how y'all's prayers just the Lord took that and blessed me with it immediately and it was a a great 
wake-up call to me, you know, that not to do things in my own strength, and and I just really appreciate all of your prayers for that, and and seeing um, prayer at work, my girls and I pray for John every night, his safety to and from work, that's what we say, let's pray for daddy, safety to and from work, and um, he hit two deer coming home from work one night at the same time, and his hood flipped up and prevented them from going through the windshield to him and he's just in his little commuter car so that he wasn't injured at all and when we went to pick him you know I load all the kids up and we go to get him he's on the side of the road um but so many people stopped that was great to see God through that too he had a co-worker who came back and he said multiple people stopped but when we got there the girls were like oh God kept daddy safe and so prayer just from you know, knee high all the way up. We just really appreciate y'all being the hands and feet of Christ. You know, this second we put out that we're moving, all of a sudden we have boxes and trailers and electrical help. And as soon as I said I was not feeling good, I had three meals brought to my house. Y'all are amazing. God working through y'all has been beautiful to see, and we just love this church family so much. Thank you. Good morning. Um, I'm Becky Woodworth. Some of you may know uh, our family as missionaries of fellowship. Some of you may know us from Returno as the missionaries in residence. Um, Many may know us because of our connection with Ginny DeBoer, who is my mom. Um, And then many more of you now may be connected with us because you have been praying for our daughter, Hannah and our little precious grandbaby. Um, In December, uh, Hannah's expecting our first grandchild in April. And in December, they went just to know what the gender of the baby was, and that sonogram revealed that little baby has spina bifida. And so that was a bit devastating, and it was new to us, and we're learning a lot about that. But um, right away, people started praying, and then so many of you during the 21 days of prayer have asked about them and asked um, and have asked the Lord on their behalf to just intervene. Uh, Hannah, it just, I can't spend the time recounting all the ways that God has worked. Um, and Hannah and Stephen, our son-in-law, could recount many, many more ways, um, just the many, the big things and just the little details of life that God has really put into place, just everything from the timing and, and the ability um, for the doctors to find out what's going on. And then they they actually did open fetal surgery on Little Jubilee, which is just incredible that you can do that. Um, every step of the way, God has been with the kids and been with Little Jubilee. And um, the doctors, all the teams are very, very pleased with the progress. Their Little Jubilee is strong. The surgery went really well. Hannah's healing um, Jubilee's kicking up a storm, which is is a huge praise. Um, their story is not finished. In fact, their journey has just begun. Um, and of course, we are playing, praying for a, a miracle and complete healing for Jubilee. But um, whatever the Lord allows, um, the kids' faith has been so strong. And I know that that is in part because of the body of Christ praying for them and lifting them up before their father. And please continue to do so. I know they have moments where they falter, but it has been an incredible testimony to see these two 
kids in their early 20s bearing such a load and giving glory to God for all the ways that he is at work. And um, and that's what we want to do today is just bring glory to God because He we see his hand at work. And, and we know they will have difficult times of, of doubt and maybe fear and grief, but um, at the same time, their faith is so strong and, and they're growing. And we just pray for healing, but ultimately that little Jubilee's life and, and the testimony of her parents would bring glory to God. And so thank you for praying for them and please continue. <laughs> Amen. 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 My story started 29 months ago. I had knee surgery, and then 28 months ago, I had knee surgery again, and I had staph infection in it. And the doctor said if they hadn't have done surgery, I would have had my leg cut off, or I would have died. So they did three more surgeries in Longview. Then they transferred me to Dallas. They did four more up there, and the nurses would come in, and they'd say, how are you so happy laughing and cutting up all the time with us? And I said, thank God God's in control. I said, that's the only thing that's keeping me and my wife into this. I took 26 weeks of antibiotics twice a day. My wife giving them to me. She was a good nurse. And people brought us food. People was, this whole church was praying for me. And finally, she released me. I don't have to go back for four months. And after that, I, I hope that's it. And she released me where I can go to Eight Days of Hope with David Fisher. So we're looking forward to that because we hadn't been to anything in 29 months. So I thank every one of you from the bottom of my heart because I'm still walking. Thank you, Lord. Hi, I'm Rebecca Simcox, and this is my husband, Matthew. And many of you know of our journey of me being sick with COVID in the hospital for six weeks. And that happened before 21 days of prayer, but we actually felt your prayers very strongly and very vividly during that time. And it's, as we look back and look at that time, it's only through God's sovereignty and your prayers and the prayers of thousands others that I'm here today off oxygen standing and talking to you. We definitely has felt his presence and his hand upon us. being in a near-death experience, you kind of walk away with, okay, God, you've got my attention, what now? And that's kind of where we're at, is we know that God has a plan for us. He he has a plan for each of you, actually, this very day. And we are um, intentionally listening and seeking him to know what his plan is for us. We don't have any answers at this point, but we know he wants to do something mighty in us. He has got our attention, and um, we are praying before him um, to see what he has for us. But I also want to thank you for your prayers. Um, a lot of you didn't know who I was, and you prayed for Rebecca Simcox. And um, my, my class of students at school prayed for me. And we've heard of thousands of people who have prayed for us, and we have been touched by those prayers and how God has pulled us through that. And even today we were singing a prayer, um, a prayer, a song, um, and it was a song that someone sent me in the hospital. Uh, he, he, he will never fail. And um, that just, it washes over me anew and afresh every time I hear it. So it is true. He will give you each breath for each day. And he has a plan for your life. And I'd like my husband to share for a little bit too, because he had a different take on the whole situation. And I'm probably going to cry. And uh, I'm okay with that. 
Um, we've talked a good bit, Pastor Sam and, and Slade and Don Westbrook this morning, about crying out to God. And I, <clears throat> I know what that's like now. Um, one Sunday, while Rebecca was in the hospital, I sat on that back row and um, a, a special time was taken out of the service to, to pray for Rebecca specifically and everyone else who is sick generally. And I, at that time, couldn't pray. All I could do is sit and cry, um, which I guess was a way of praying. Um, and I never, I never got a message from God that your wife is gonna be okay, Matthew. Um, Everyone was like, oh, she's going to be fine. God's told me she's going to be fine. And maybe God gave him that message. He didn't give that message to me. Um, I really wish he had. That would have been awesome. Um, but, you know, he, he is still good. And he, he did send me a tender mercy uh, one particular night. Um, I've been listening. I've been reading the Bible in a year. Um, and basically, anytime I'm in the car, I, I, I let the New Living Translation um, voice guy read the Bible to me. And I was driving home one night, in fact, driving by Reg Longview Regional Hospital where Rebecca was, and um, Isaiah 53 happened to be that particular reading about how the Messiah was going to come, and he's going to be beaten, and he's going to be crushed, and and um, pierced and um, how is that a tender mercy? Well, I don't know, but but I remember thinking God was was clearly saying to me, whatever your wife is going through, I've gone through worse for you, and so I knew at that moment what come what may, uh, me and my kids were. We are going to be fine. And I thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, we probably still have meals. Um, <laughs> some of them probably need to be thrown out now. Um, but I, I didn't have to worry about anything for six weeks uh, between food and my dear friend John Smythe. Hey, Matthew, you need anything? Anything at all? Well, I need toilet paper. Okay, and I'd have it in 30 minutes. Um, and, and that's not, he's not the only one. So many of you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and this church has, has been so good to us. Amen. Amen. Um, so my name is Hope Irvin, and at the beginning of um, January, my mom and my brother got sick with COVID and a little while after my dad got sick and it was um it was a little scary and we prayed um every day until they finally got better and now they're happy and healthy i just wanted to say that <laughs> I'm Hope's mom. Um, I'm new to Fellowship Bible, but not to Longview in the community. And um, I wasn't going to cry, and it's starting. Um, our family is not um, new to miracles. 
Um, my husband has a chronic heart and lung issue. Um, I have a, a rocky past, and there's just things that um, I could stand up here over and over how God has had his hand on us. But one of the things I wanted to encourage everybody is when you pray um, is to acknowledge your miracles because we as humans tend to um, rationalize, oh, that was just this or that. Um, but sometimes when you can't find your keys, it's because you would have had a blowout on the interstate. There's some miracles that you don't see. There's some things that God has already got his hand on. Um, this is our second round with COVID. Um, my husband, when, when it first back in November of the year that all this started, um, he was preparing that if he got it, um, it not to be a good thing, not a survivable thing for what he has. And um, we went to the hospital and he did in fact test positive for it, but he also tested positive for the antibodies that said he'd already had it, but he hadn't already had it. Um, but God knew whether God slipped him in right as we needed him or whether or not he had been exposed and built antibodies that we didn't even know about, but God already had that miracle started for us before we even prayed for it. So I just encourage everyone that sometimes God is already working on your miracle before you even pray it. And when it happens, whether it's something little as not getting sick or surviving something that you shouldn't have um, or just can't find your keys and you didn't have that blowout, make sure that you give God the glory always in the things that you see and that you don't see. So while the worship team is coming up, let's do what we have been talking about. Scripture says, somebody else? Tom? All right. Come right ahead. God really appreciated this 21 days of prayer. Uh, when it first came out, they said, well, commit to pray for an hour. And I thought, mm, wow, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> but but it's really been a blessing. It's taught me how to focus my prayers and, and, and uh, how to organize things I need to pray for. Um, I really appreciate y'all's prayers. Uh, it, mine started a little bit before the 21 days of prayer, just before Christmas. Uh, I was in Kentucky working with Eight Days of Hope, and and I know a lot of y'all have prayed for the number of us. There's a number of us here that work with Eight Days of Hope and have prayed us, prayed for us as, as we've been deployed, and I appreciate that. Uh, but a couple days before Christmas, I was cutting trees with a with a team. Uh, uh, I had a team of about 20 there with me. Um, and uh, when you cut tornado dam damage trees, you never really would know where they're going to go because they're twisted and broken and, and not predictable. And, and I had cut a tree, and it went the direction I thought it would. And, and uh, all of a sudden, I found myself lying on the ground with this tree sitting on top of my leg. <laughs> had no idea how it came about. But, but uh, uh, fortunately, uh, uh, there was a fire department close. They got to me, got me out of there, got me to the Paducah to the hospital quickly. And, and well, within just a matter of a couple hours, they had me in surgery, doing surgery on my leg. And, and uh, I had called Jean from the hospital, and I know she called and, and uh, had a number of people praying. And I really appreciate those prayers. Uh, they got me in surgery. Surgery was successful. I was out of the hospital the next day. And uh, able to go to a friend's house there, and then uh, 
Peter Austin was with me, and, and I had my truck, so he drove me back. But uh, I know a lot of people prayed that, that uh, I wouldn't have any pain, and, and it was amazing from the, um, it hurt like heck when the tree was sitting on it, but, but as soon as they got the tree off me, from there on, I, I really had no pain at all with it. And, and so I really appreciate the prayers, and I know God answers prayers, and, and, uh, and it's healing well, and I and, and, uh, appreciate all you all praying for me. Thank you. Amen. Amen. If you would like to be prayed for because something is going on in your life or in your family and only God can deal with it, only God can heal it or resolve it, would you stand for just a moment? All over the room. You need prayer. If you're seated next to someone who is standing, would you represent all of us and go around that person, put a hand on the shoulder, and we're going to take a moment before we sing and are dismissed. Let's pray. Everybody with a hand on the shoulder, everybody who is standing. Just put a hand on the shoulder. Somebody's beside you, put a hand on the shoulder, just represent us all. And go ahead and just pray for them right now. Someone in that group, just pray.